Hey parents, summertime is the perfect time to learn how to empower your teen around social media. Registration is now open for my six week program, Connected and in Control for Teens. I'm teaching teens how to navigate social media in the healthiest and happiest way possible. Just go to the show notes for the link to register. And if you have questions, email me. My email is in the show notes also. Hello and welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, and today we are talking about modern manners for teens with Brooke Romney. Hey, you guys, welcome to today's podcast. I have Brooke Romney on the podcast with us today, and she is the author of a book. It's titled 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens. I love her book, you guys. It's, it's been so amazing for our family just to like have somebody else say these things to my kids rather than me saying them all the time. And so I wanted to have her on the podcast to kind of talk about her book and give us some tips on how teens can use some of these things in their lives. And so Brooke, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Um, My name is Brooke Romney. I um, am a mom of four boys. They are ages 10 to 19. Um, I'm a writer. I do a lot on my Instagram um, to help like moms and parents of teens um, and also just kind of finding your own self and and joy throughout the journey. Um, I wrote another book called I Like Me Anyway. So that one came out um, about a year and a half ago. And I just really love what I do, the way I can connect with women and then help them connect with their kids. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you here. Okay. So you guys, I have to describe her book to you a little bit. So first it's not your average book. It's more like a staple house decoration in my, in my family. Like it sits on the kitchen counter and every week we turn the page and it's kind of like, almost like a flip chart. I don't know. Was that how you would describe it a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I wanted people to be able to display it in their homes because I feel like repetition is so important, especially for kids. And if your teens were like not into it and didn't want to just like sit down and read it, I wanted you to be able to like, for them to just be able to see it in like a non-threatening way. So it just is displayed. So the manner is on the front. And then there's like a little bit more on the back. If you want to get into deeper discussion or sometimes the teens, if they're reading it on their own, like they want to know more. And so I felt like it was really important for it to be beautiful and functional, which it's just really like clean lines, black and white. It can go anywhere, but it also stands up on your table so that your kids or your kids' friends or your cousins can see it every time they pass by. Um, so even if it's not something your family feels like they can, you know, my ideal is for like a family to sit down and talk about it once a week. But if that's not something that works for your family, just having it there and allowing them to see it and allowing them to take information in on their own. That was like my other goal. Some kids love to talk about things and some kids want to do it on their own. And I want there to be an option for both. So, yeah. And it is beautiful. It does sit on my counter and every once in a while we'll read the manner for the week. We don't always read the manner for the week, but it is just interesting to like, kind of see my kids thinking about them a little bit. Like I just, okay, you guys have to read one of my favorite manners here. Okay. And you guys ask me this question all the time when I, um, when I get listener questions, this is Brooke's advice. (laughs) This is one of my favorite manners that she has on there. And it says, find new friends. If your friends are often excluding you or making you feel bad, they are the wrong friends. That is so great. I love it. 
And then she continues, if this happens consistently, start looking for new friends. This is not easy. At first you might feel alone, but there are people out there who will like you for you. These new friends might not be as cool or your first choice, but that's okay. Spend time with those who treat you well and want you around. Be the friend you want to have. All right. And I just think like teens sitting at a breakfast table, just reading that while they're eating breakfast. I'm like, that is, those are just comforting words to hear like, Hey, it's okay to find new friends. If the friends that I have aren't being nice to me, then, then yeah, find new friends. Right. Well, and they're, it's so good for teens to understand that they're not alone. I think teens often feel like they're alone in their struggles or their problems. And to read that, like, this is a book that tens of thousands of families have. So this isn't just a you problem. This is just teenage issues. And it's not, it's not a horrible thing to have to find new friends. It's not a, it's not that there's something wrong with you. Um, there, I have had the sweetest experiences probably with this manner. Um, just some messages that I've received. And one mom just recently said, we read this, we read this manner. It was, it felt like no big deal. I thought my kids were fine. And my son actually came up to me and just said, thank you so much for like, for having that discussion with us tonight. Like my friends have actually been treating me really poorly. And I just needed to know that it was okay to start looking for new friends. And I was just so touched. I think sometimes our teens just need that opening of conversation and connection to help them know that it's okay for them to, you know, either do something different or try something new, or even that their parents are interested and care about what's going on in their life. And this just kind of bridges that gap. Yeah. It's almost like you give the teen permission, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like sometimes they need that. Well, and some, as an adult, as a woman, I'm like, I need permission too. like, Oh, <laughs> this applies yes. to my life too. Okay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So I do want to know why you wrote this book. Okay. There are lots of reasons, but the main one is I have 14 boys and I think there's a few things that happen um, with the advent of cell phones. Kids are not observing the world like they used to. And so we were finding in our own home that there were things where we're like, how do you not know this? Like, how is this just not part of like common sense? And so we found that we had to start teaching things more like explicitly. And I put a couple of those things up on my Instagram. I put three things up that I had observed with either my teens or other teens, kind of just as a like, wait, how are we not, how do kids not, not know this? One of them was when kids leave your home and they like pass by you before they leave and they don't say like, thank you. They don't acknowledge that you're there. Anything like that, you know, that was happening over and over as kids were leaving our basement and going out to their parents. And so I, I posted a couple of those and I just got such tremendous feedback from people like, yes, like, please post more of those. Those are things we forget to teach our kids about. And so as I continued to observe like my own kids and my kids' friends, there were things that I just started to jot down. And every time I would post something, people were so grateful for the reminder. And then I had someone say, I wish I had these to display um, at my house. Like, I don't want to just print them out from your Instagram. And, and I thought, yes, like, let's do it. I want these to display because I think teens get tired of being talked at and like told all the things they're doing wrong. And I thought, what if we could have something that was a little less intrusive and allowed them to take a little bit more ownership of it? Um, maybe they would be more interested in learning than if their mom just like, Hey, when you leave someone's house, are you saying goodbye to the parents and thank you? They see it in this book and it feels so much less intrusive and, uh, and less rude. And it feels a lot less pointed too, because it's not just about them. It's not their mom being rude to them. It's, Hey, all teens struggle with this. This is something teens need to be, you know, need to remember. And so 
kind of came up with the design and it has just been something that homes and parents and especially teenagers are just really grateful for. So, yeah, no, I love it. And, and on that aspect where is a mom of teens, it gets old, like constantly reminding your kids, Hey, did you say thank you when you got out of the car or just like, Hey, can you text your grandma and tell her, thank you for the birthday card. <laughs> As a parent, it's really hard to, to stay on top of their manners and you don't want to feel like you're constantly on top of them. So this, I feel like it's just like a perfect segue into teaching them these things in a more comfortable environment for them. And it's not coming from the parent. So I just, I love it. I can't say enough of how much, how great it is. Well, one more thing that I forgot when I started sharing some of the manners, I got a message from a girl who had gone to prep school back East. And she said, just so you know, all these things you're sharing are things that we learned in prep school. Like, this is what we learned. Like we didn't just learn, you know, academics. We learned how to exist like confidently and successfully in the world. And I just had the strongest feeling like it shouldn't just be kids that go to prep school that learn how to be confident and successful in this world. Like this should be something that anyone can do. And so kids need that confidence and the way they get confidence is a positive feedback loop of doing good things and, you know, getting that feedback for it and thinking, Hey, you know, I just pitched in when I was at that school activity, I stayed after to put up chairs and my teacher was so grateful. And the administrator was like, wow, thanks so much. You're awesome. Okay. Like I want to do good things again. And so, um, when our kids do good things and receive, you know, some, praise or recognition for it, it wires their brain to say like, this is what I want to continue to do. I want to get, you know, attention for doing good things. I want to be successful. I want to have confidence. And I just thought that was something that every kid, no matter their demographic or how much money they have or where they live, like they, they should have a chance to be able to live a life of confidence and success. So yeah. And receive positive feedback for it because that's what all of our teens need right now. <laughs> lots and lots and lots like. of positive feedback. Okay. <laughs> so one thing that you, one thing that you did touch on a little bit is I, this is kind of a question I have, but in a little bit of a joking manner, but not really, but like, where, where did our common sense go? Like, how come we don't know these things? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I touched on it a little bit with like the phones. And then I also think Corona for two years, just really like set people back. I have a friend that teaches at a high school and she um, teaches a junior honors class. And she said, my students are about the social level of um, incoming sophomores. And that's just where they're at. They missed, they missed a good amount of time. And I think we forget how important repetition is when it comes to learning, especially social skills um, and taking our kids out for a year or more, depending on where you live has really set them back. And I think a lot of kids feel a little lost. Like they're not sure what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to do it. Add that to like video games and cell phones and not having to interact, you know, in person, if you choose not to very often. Um, and then when you do do it, you don't do it well. And so then you feel like a failure. So really like, I want this book to help kids be able to get back to the place where they could be and should be, um, even with Corona, even with all the technology and allow them to have some time to practice like these good social skills that will in turn be really um, helpful as like in the long term. So, yeah, totally. I think these skills are so important because when you go to get like a job interview or something like your potential boss, isn't going to be like, okay, so tell me how you did in super smash pros. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they might not even ask like how you did in AP calculus. Like they want to know, like, can you 
converse? Can you look me in the eye? Like, do you have something to say? Can you think through something like, you know, do you have people skills? Almost every job is going to require some amount of, of people skills. And so all these things are just so important. Yeah. I just think that in order to be successful, you need the people's, you need the people's <laughs> skills. It's so important and it can be so uncomfortable and that that's hard. It causes a lot of anxiety for a lot of our teens, but like you said, the more and more we expose ourselves to it, the more and more we practice it, that is where the self-confidence comes in is by, you know, doing it over and over again. What do you see teens struggling with most today? Oh man. I, I think there's a couple things. I think teens are struggling. Um, I think they're struggling with confidence. Um, I think teens are struggling with being detached from electronics and like living in real life. And I think distractions are really difficult. I, you know, I always say like, how are we expecting a 13 year old boy to have the self-discipline it takes to not be on his phone all the time? If 45 year old moms who are educated and want what's best for themselves can't get off their phones, you know? And so I think that's really a hindrance. Electronics um, are really hurting our kids in a lot of ways. I think just the lack of like social time and being able to be with people. I think there's a lack of connection that comes from all those things, confidence, you know, um, electronics, all those things are just kind of like this perfect storm. And so I think like connection could solve a lot of the struggles and the problems. Cause I see a lot of times like you know, it's people are having a hard time with friends. People are having a hard time with going online. People are having a hard time getting their schoolwork done. People are having a hard time feeling so much pressure about what they want to do in the future that they shut down instead of like just taking the next right step. I just think like life feels really overwhelming. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And a lot of ways that either as, as parents, as teachers, um, we can help our walk our kids through that. I want to know like some of your top manners from your book. Some of my favorites. <laughs> or if you have like any funny stories that you're like, okay, this is where this manner came from or anything like that. So, I do, I do have to say like the way that you smell matters. That's one of, one of my favorite ones. Like I want to like highlight that and bold when it's just like, I would say that is like one of parents, very favorite things, uh, the mm-hmm. way you smell matters because it's actually really hard to tell your kid like over and over again, like you smell like you go shower. Like they just feel like it's rude. And I've had so many stories from parents who have tried to help their kid with that. And they don't respond, don't respond, don't respond. And they read it in the book and they're like interested in showering. So that is such a huge win. And I think it's just because it's not coming from parents and it doesn't feel rude. But the first manner is one of my favorites is introduce yourself. I think it, because if you could learn how to do that as a younger child and teenager, your life is so much better um, for the long haul. Like if you are an adult, you just moved recently and having the confidence and the ability to introduce yourself to someone means there's connection in your life, like pretty much immediately. And I think just helping kids, I think in the manner it says something like, um, in our world, everybody feels alone. So when you're somebody that is willing to introduce themselves, you're a gift. And one of, there's a middle school teacher who has this book in her classroom and she read that. And there were like multiple kids that stood up and gave a standing ovation for that because so many of them feel alone. And they're like, yeah, like someone introduced themselves to me, like make me feel a part of things. So that one's really important to me. I love pitch in. So many parents were like, Hey, when we read this manner all week, my kids were like, Hey, like, can I help you with dinner? And I've just seen like on my end, the kids that like the teenagers who are willing to pitch in, go the extra mile, help out. Like 
they get so much positive reinforcement because it's so rare that kids look around and see a need and care and pitch in um, that really great things happen to their confidence. They feel great about who they are because when we help others, like we get that little serotonin boost and then you add a compliment on top of that. Um, and it just is really great. So I feel like that one's really empowering for kids. I love the find new friends. I think that one's really important. I think another one that's really important is don't leave just one person out. Yes, that is a good one. (laughs) Yes, with the dang text messaging and creating new group chats and, you know, saying like, sorry, there's not room for you in our dance group and things like that. I just feel like that one is so needed. If it's just one person and they're asking, like, they are so brave, like they're so brave to say like, can I come? Can I be a part of this? Just say yes. Just say yes to that one person. Like it can really change a life and like change the direction that someone's going so quickly. And I hear a lot like with girls um, about, you know, having a text message full of 10 people and then all of a sudden creating one with only nine and how hurtful that is. And there's just really no place for it. It's, it's really silly. I love the one about replying. I think Replying is an important thing for kids and adults. And I will be the first to say I'm not always the best at it, but especially for kids, I think kids feel uncomfortable when they have to say no to something. Um, And so just like helping them understand it's better to say no and like you can't make it than it is to just go someone and make them feel like they're invisible. So just helping them with some of those social skills, I think is so important, not only for them, um, but to help make the world a little better for the other kids that might be struggling a little bit. So those are some of my favorites. And one of the most important ones to me is um, nothing online is private. I feel like that is um, a lesson that our kids need to take very, very, very seriously because some really horrible things can happen when you're unaware of that rule. And, and kids, especially young ones, if they have technology early, they think, oh, I just sent that in a Snapchat or they won't show anybody. And yes, they will. And yes, they will screenshot it. And nothing online is private. So which is a good reminder for everybody. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I read, I read through some of these and I'm like, oh, this is good advice for me too. <laughs> you know what? I have heard from so many people and I'm included in that. It's funny. So my husband has really wonderful, um, polite manners. He's really good at that. It's very natural for him. And so I've learned a lot of these things from him um, that I've been able to take. And some of those are good reminders for me, you know, like, yes, I really should do that. And I think, um, a lot of the friends ones are important for adults, just like they are for kids. So I think it says it's for teens, but it really is for everyone. Um, one thing that I also wanted to mention to the teens and to the listeners is that you guys, when you go maybe just like a bit above and beyond, or do that extra little pitching in, or go out of your way to invite somebody who's not included adults and people notice because it is so rare. Like when a kid gets out of my car and says, thank you for the ride and looks at me and gives me some eye contact. Like I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Like, like I get, I get that serotonin boost a little bit too, because I'm just like, Wow. Like that takes courage and bravery on the teens part to do that. And I recognize it, that that can be really hard sometimes. So it just, it provides me so much more respect for that teen or that kid who's willing to go out of their comfort zone and do some of these manners that you have mentioned in your book. And I, I just, 
I just, I love, I love being around teens. Teens are so great. And when I, when I see them blossom in tiny little ways, it just, it makes my heart happy. Yeah. And I agree. Like for the teens who do these things that are a little bit surprising to adults in a good way, those are the types of kids that you're happy to give rides to, that you're happy to have in your home, you know, all of those things. Um, it's, it really is like a positive feedback in all kinds of ways that I think adds confidence and allows the teenager to exist in the world as their best self, which is always what we want for every single one of us. So one question I have is, and I know this is hard as it goes along with teens is like manners aren't always like the cool thing. <laughs> like, um, my, my son was riding his bike home the other day and he was telling me about mom. There were like these, these kids that were just like kicking over trash cans on their way home as they were just going from school to their house. And it was like, they were having the best time. It was so funny. They're all like kicking the trash cans over like each house, you know? And I'm like, yeah, manners aren't like always the cool thing. And sometimes you're not thinking about somebody else when you're doing something like you really are just having fun. But like, how do we, how can we help our teens to remember that manners don't have to be cool, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right word <laughs> That's there a good is. Question. That's a really good question. Um, a couple thoughts I have on that. Like the first one is maybe instead of manners, we, um, talk about like ways to live a confident life, you know, because whether like whether they see it like in the moment when they start practicing these things, they really are going to notice that people notice in a really good way. Um, and so talking about like, I want you to live like your most confident life. And these are some of the things I feel like will help you do that. Um, we talk about a lot in our family, like keeping doors open instead of closing them. So like, yeah, that is kind of fun to kick over garbage cans. But if you get caught like you're closing some doors for yourself. For one, like you could get in trouble with the city. You could get in trouble with the people in your neighborhood where all of a sudden they see you as like not a kid that they want around their home or around their kids. Like those are some things like you, they might, people might talk about you. You make crappy choices. And one of the consequences is that people are going to talk about you. It's not fun, but it's one of the consequences of making bad choices. So like, while it seems really fun in the moment and like the cool thing, like the consequences of that could mean that like doors are closed to you. And so we just talk about in our family living lives with open doors. So like it's you choosing whether you want to go hang out at that kid's house instead of their parents choosing that you're not the kind of kid they want to hang out at their house. Um, and so that's one of the ways that we can talk about manners and it still doesn't make them cool. But I do think that for, especially as teens get a little bit older, opportunity does equal cool. Like they want to be able to have the ability to choose their future and not have their future choose them. And so that's one of the ways that we like to talk about it. Oh, that's so good. Keep your doors open instead of closed. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause I it's really actually like not that. cool to not like to not get choice in your life. That is like the epitome of not cool when you're a teenager is for other people to make your choices for you. And so when you live a life, like with character where you're in charge, like you get to make the choices instead of somebody else. Yeah, that is so great. I love just the perspective of that. It's not about it being cool or not cool or like fitting in. It's like more like about you and what the world has to offer you if you're a good person, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you also wrote a book and I know this is like a whole other like topic, but 
I, I work a lot with struggling teens who are trying with teens who are struggling to love themselves. And your other book that you wrote is I like me anyways. And I just, I want to close up this podcast with a little bit of your advice from if a teen is struggling to like themselves, what would you say to them? I love to say, stop defining yourself by things that can be taken away. So kids who are struggling to like themselves, there's a couple of reasons. One, they're letting the world define them. They're letting other people define them. So they are deciding that if they're not popular, then they can't be happy. If they're not pretty, they can't be happy. If they're not the star of the basketball team, they can't be happy. Those are all things you can't decide for yourself. You can't decide if other people think you're popular or pretty, or if you deserve to be the star of the basketball team. That's not up to you. So I just think it's really important for kids to define themselves by things they can control. So instead of deciding that you're not popular, you can decide that you're friendly and you can live like that. And when you start defining yourself by whether or not you're friendly or not, then that's awesome, right? Like nobody can take that away from you. You decide you can be friendly. Um, If you decide, if you decide instead that you're someone that like loves beauty and appreciates beauty instead of somebody that's pretty, then you can go and have fun with fashion and you can try new makeup and you can do those things that make you excited and happy because you appreciate beauty. Maybe you create beauty. If you're not the star of the basketball team, it doesn't matter. You can still be someone with a relentless work ethic or somebody who loves sports. Nobody is defining that for you. You just get to decide whether you're a hard worker or whether you love sports. Nobody else gets to decide that. And so that's one of the things that I think is really important if we want to help our teens like themselves is we have to help them realize that letting other people define you is not the secret for that success. And then the other thing is um, teens have a really hard time. And so do we as parents when who we are on the inside doesn't match who we are on the outside. So if you have values that you believe in and you know who you are and things that are important, and then you're living a life that is contrary to those, there's going to be a rub in the way you feel and you are going to feel unhappy because you're not being called the anxiety. <laughs> yes. Anxiety. Like in business, it's called alignment when like your company's values don't equal like what you actually do. Um, and so the closer you can get to aligning who you are on the inside with who you are on the outside. So if you're someone who values kindness and you're constantly being a jerk, you're not going to be happy with yourself. If you are someone who values honesty and you keep lying to everyone, you are not going to feel good about yourself. If you are someone who values learning and you are on your phone every day during class time, you are not going to feel good about yourself. Um, We are programmed to progress. And when we are not progressing, we are not going to feel good about ourselves because we're not doing what our brain and our body needs us to do. And so there's lots of, you know, mental health things and more difficult things. But I feel like if I, if I want to boil it down to like a quick soundbite to, you know, that you can think about and use is figuring out what your values are on the inside and then living those values on the outside. Yes. I love that. Um, tell us where we can find your work, where we can find your manners book, where we can find your, I like me anyways. I am just like, my heart is full having you on here today. And I'm so appreciative of your words. And I think that this podcast episode is going to help so many teams. So tell us where we can find you. Thank you so much. Um, yes. So on, I'm, I'm really active on Instagram. So that is Brooke Romney writes. And then you can, um, I also have a website if you want to go back to past articles or looking for gift lists for your teens, those types of things. And that's at brookromney.com. 
And then to find my books, they're both on Amazon. Um, and then I, uh, my 52 Modern Manners is also in Costco in Arizona, Idaho, and Utah. So both of those are great options. Thank you so much for being here yeah. today with us. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, if you are looking for more help as a teen, come join me in one of my coaching programs. We learn so much more than what is on this podcast in my coaching programs, and we help you live the happiest life ever. Go to my website, knowingup.com to check it out. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Mm-hmm.